Warning, Roll For Your Life contains strong language and may not be suitable for all listeners. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Roll For Your Life. My name is Mike. I am the Dungeon Master. Unfortunately, we are not continuing the campaign. Tonight is going to be a little bit different, but we'll get in on that in just a moment. But with me tonight are my good friends, Casey and Johnny. What's up, everybody? It's editor Johnny and a.k.a. Rivik Beastbane, but just Johnny tonight. You can just call me John. I'm only going to call you Just call you me Rivik. big fucking John tonight, I'm right? going to call you small fucking John. <laughs> no, dude, don't. Come on, don't. I'm Casey. I normally play a Myra Linoan, but today I'm just Casey because Mallory is at home uh, not feeling well tonight. So it's just Yum. the three of us today. Bummer. We miss you, Mal. Miss her. She was too busy the other night in a bog screaming at witches, so she lost her voice. Dude. She's feeling okay, but I figured we didn't want Poppy sounding like this. That sucks. It is her what vo- it is. Her voice is gone. But hey, listen to this. Speaking of Mal, real quick, I played a one shot with some folks on uh, on the old uh, Discord the other night, mm-hmm. and I casted um, Tiny Hut, and I've never felt more cool because these <laughs> folks didn't know they never like experienced Tiny Hut except for the DM. Yeah, and I was like, check this out, guys. We don't need to stay at a fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just create an actual house that we can all live in for like the night. It was badass. You know, it'd be chaotic if you started charging your party members because technically that's yeah. gold that would have went to the end anyhow. That's true. They could just. I'd be like, for uh, it's like one of the. <laughs> I convinced them it's a spell that ki- that takes like components. Guys, oh, for five gold nice. apiece, I can create the baddest fucking hut you've ever. There lived are in. some spells that require that require gold. Oh yeah. So. See? Yeah, thankfully we don't play that way, kind no, of. No right? components. I mean, uh, uh, actually, a lot of people don't play with components because it actually a- adds a whole new level of complexity, and it adds a lot more shopping episodes, which most people, especially as a dungeon master, like don't particularly like. Yeah, like that, it's or like scavenging for things. Yes, <clears throat> like you need like a piece of wool or. Uh, like licorice and things like weird <laughs> this stuff. Does the shopkeep have one marble I can buy? Yeah, from exactly. It? So it just makes for like weird, boring, and and it takes like it takes forever because every person is like, well, what do you need and what mm. do you need? It just takes a really long time, and I feel like sometimes it loses that momentum. Yeah, you slow things down big time probably with that kind of but shit. That's my. Opinion. I wouldn't like it. That's like counting. It's kind of like counting your arrows almost too, but. Oh, no. I, I No, you got to count your arrows. <sighs> yeah, you better be fucking counting your arrows, you little shit. I don't really shoot my gun so much anymore. <laughs> now I'm only using components for the oh, rest of the no. campaign. Oh, you need the toe hair <laughs> of a bullywog. I feel like components are fine if... Um, you only have one magic user in your party. Like, right. I feel like... Because otherwise it does get a little cumbersome it's too much. and redundant if it, you have like you have like two wizards and a cleric and all these other magic t- or a paladin not a cleric i meant all these different type of magic users that need to have these components in order to cast it yeah you'd be constantly looking for like a shop right constantly mm-hmm. shopping i think it's used to balance the game though because magic is strong like it's very strong 
So you can't just infinitely cast wishes, for example. I.e. magic missile. I.e. Yeah. magic Thank missile. Thank God I don't have any components. For, uh, does magic missile, missile have components? Probably. I don't think? know. I, I don't know. Holy shit. I didn't know that. that you had to roll for magic missile, yeah, let alone need true. components. You don't have to roll you for magic idiot. missile. I'll I can't believe you did, made me roll the first nine episodes. I'm going to make you keep rolling. <laughs> My favorite is like we're still getting people that are starting this oh, episode God. and they still message us and they're like, um, you know that you don't have to roll for magic missile, right? Right? We're like, cringy. yep. I know now, everyone. It's fine. We got it. Don't it's worry. It's cringy. That, I, th- thinking about that makes me cringe a little it's, bit that people listen to our first like five episodes. <laughs> they're, they're, still they're fine. They're, they're fine. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. But it's, I feel like myself personally, though. You know sure. I mean? It's different when you're just playing the game versus you're putting it out there forever. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, guys, um, so this episode, we're going to kind of be talking about the new update to D&D, if you want to even call it that, um, one D&D. So this episode for the next like 30 minutes or so, we're just going to kind of go over some changes and kind of explain what's going on. Um, Casey and Johnny have not really read anything about it, so you're going to see like raw reactions tonight. If you like it raw, <laughs> so you came to the raw, right dude. place. You like your oysters like you like your podcast? Hell raw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how you eat oysters, right? Now, correct me, if eat I, oysters. correct me if I'm wrong. So the one D&D has come from Wizards of the Coast officially buying the D&D brand, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. they, like Wizards of the Coast has kind of been running everything for ever since Gary Gygax kind of like and his partners everybody kind of like gave it up mm. although we learned although we learned that Gary Gygax was kind of kicked out of he it he was kind of a it sounded like he was kind of a little rascal oh he was an <laughs> asshole yeah. he was an asshole um, didn't let women play the game like his like he would like kick his wife out of their Hell basement yeah. as oh, he yeah, should dude. <laughs> yeah. that dude ru- Gary Gygax fucking rules after we rolled on no, his stone kidding. when we were in uh, we, Mal and I also flipped off his stone I ro- <laughs> yeah that's true I rolled like we shit were on like, his stone fuck you dude with the dice I bought from his fucking game store yeah I feel like people don't respect him that's fine you basically bought into patriotism uh, you're anti-feminist man shit god damn you gotta oh burn my those god, dice dude what am i doing real quick who, <laughs> i mean i also bought dice who is <laughs> for some yeah, back it's, it's fine though because you're a woman yeah it's yeah, fine yeah, i'm yeah, allowed it doesn't to count. for backstory who are like for someone like me who doesn't follow this stuff as closely who are the wizards of the coast wizards true? of the coast now so they like they're house in harry potter they're based they're based out of california um, they kind of bought the D and D brand, but only had like part of it. So it wasn't until last year that they finally obtained the rights for D and D Beyond. So now okay. Wizards of the Coast owns D and D Beyond as well. Gotcha. Whereas D and D Beyond for the longest time was a separate entity all to itself. So now Wizards of the Coast kind of has a monopoly over it, where they kind of own. Like the brand yes. of Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. And fun fact, cool. they used to produce Pokemon cards. The first couple oh, of sets. Oh, I didn't know that. The base set and everything. Like they, the, like Wizards like of the, the Coast. The very first set? Yeah, yeah. check no it out. kidding. And another fun fact for all of you people out there, the CEO's name is Chris Cox. Are you sure it's not Cock? <laughs> no, Chris it's Cock. definitely Cock. <laughs> um, That's awesome. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, no. <laughs> What's happening? That beer is bad. Uh-oh. Oh, it's skunk. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> lord. Casey rolled a nat one for oh drinking beer. God. Oh god, are you gonna make Jeez. it? Do you want some water? I've got some right I got over water. here. Okay. Okay, Casey's done drinking. Holy fuck. <laughs> god damn. Is it that bad? I don't think I've ever drank a skunk beer before. I've had some pretty gnarly beers. Give me that beer real quick. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm Just not that, touching why, it. Why? It might have like the stink touch, oh, the cheese know, touch. It, like, got warm it probably or... it probably got warm and then you try to cool it. Are you it gonna again? drink? I'm it? gonna try it. <laughs> it's it smells okay. Right, dude. <laughs> you can't fucking drink it. 
That's awful. <laughs> That's really bad. You know what it tastes like? <laughs> it tastes sweet and like it lost its carbonation, so it just tastes like you're eating barley, like sweet barley leaves. Ew. It's pretty fucked up. This yeah, is that's why really bad. I don't casing. drink beer. I have bush light and wine, by the way, and margaritas. <laughs> I, got, I got okay. The wine, the, the, the beer I just drank came from was, the exact was same fine. Bridge. Oh, you might be. You're just like rolling the dice at this. Point. <laughs> well, rolling hey, the dice. Hey, 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 with your beer. Yeah, there you go. Jesus Christ, that's a does smell rank. It though. was brutal. It was that was a brutal little sip right there. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were like throwing up to Chris Cox. I, I, that's what I was like. Jeez, I was dude. like it's just his name, Casey. He like, didn't control it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing he could do. It was passed down from generation. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right, Casey, switching to water. Okay. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Well, I'm sorry, Editor John. You're fine. I'm gonna keep some of that in <laughs> because it's too funny not to. <laughs> Holy shit! I thought Sorry she was gonna about puke that, about everybody. I, I like really, I really did think I was gonna throw up. I really did. It was pretty fun. Good okay. content. Yeah, I like it. Good content. It was great. Me vomiting. <laughs> That's for you, Chris Cox. What if she just vomited all over the floor next week? Like, <laughs> uh, I guess we. I don't know. Like, should we keep going? <laughs> <laughs> just keep keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Keep it's it just a cyber syndic podcast. Yeah. Oh, just God. you two. It'd be fine. Blood and <laughs> bullshit. So, for people who don't know. D&D has additions, which is basically just kind of changing, tweaking of the rules. It starts all the way back to one and it's to where we are at now, which is five. Um, I am not very versed in older additions. I don't know if either of you two are either. I have first edition books at my house. Mm -hmm. Um, A family friend gave them to me and I've flipped through them but I haven't looked too much into the differences. They're definitely way more like misogynistic. Like, Hell yeah. Sure. Again, tying back into that, like all the women are in the that are illustrated are damsels in distresses with tiny waists and huge boobs. Fat tits mm-hmm. hanging yeah. out. Just oh my God. Slopping out. <laughs> they probably went to a fortune teller and they were like getting married instead of like starting a business. Yeah, right? exactly. Probably, exactly. Yeah. God. Um, <laughs> Fuck that fortune teller. I do know like 1E is like, it's very clunky. Like that I do know that it's a very clunky addition mm-hmm. um, and not that much role playing. It's definitely more of a strictly tabletop. Like they even like sold boards that went with it for a while in 1E. Um, Which is weird to think that you'd have boards. Right. I mean like, cause we play theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but even people who play like tabletop, it's not even in this day and age, it's more and more digital uh, tabletops are coming out yeah, and people are building them with like TVs and it's stuff. It's pretty impressive some of the tech that's coming out of just people wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the first E characters. Uh, <laughs> okay. And you got, so here's what you got to choose from. It's a wide variety. So choose wisely. <laughs> There's like three. Fighter, cleric, magic user, and thief. That's all you get. Nice. First edition. <laughs> Big variety. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like since then they've just kind of branched off and expanded and updated yeah yeah i think that's basically what this new one is too because they said it's like backwards compatible for the fifth edition D. dude check this out so there was a uh sorry to cut you off there was a best of <laughs> compilation yeah where you get some great sources of character classes like an anti-paladin Ooh. a witch a jester and an archer ranger that's, that's cool. Kinda, that's kind of cool. An archer ranger isn't be a witch. the same thing. Well, uh, yeah, of course you want to be <laughs> the witch. Would be, the jester just seems. I want to like be a, a witch too. We could all be witches. I'll be witches. Yeah, that should be the Halloween one shot. I'll just oh, all, witches. all witches. So it's just uh, yeah. The wheels witches. turning. Wheels are turning. <laughs> so, um, so this is 
kind of an update. People also deem it like D&D 5.5 edition. And it's basically just like the same thing, tweaking of the rules as well as some new character classes and races um, added onto it. One of the new additions is the Ardling. What? That's a new character, a new race, a it new is, class. It is a new um, race. Okay. The Ardling. 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 Is it so, like an Ardvarg? <laughs> take a, take a gander of what an Ardling would be. It's okay. I was gonna say. I'm not gonna look at my phone either. I was Ardling. About to. Ardling. Ardling. Um, I, I bet you it's some sort of probably like. I think it's a furry critter. That's what I was going to say. It's an animal for sure. Okay. So an Ardling. Oh, wait. Can I guess? It's the Khajiit. <laughs> is it like a Khajiit? Like the cat? What? Kind of. Like You're the Skyrim not, Khajiit? He's, he's oh. not completely wrong. So an Ardling are supernatural beings who are either born on the upper plains or have one or more ancestors who originate there. They are typically beings with the head resembling that of an animal. Okay, so, so any the opposite of a tiefling. Exactly, they're Ooh, introducing an, okay. a thing that's the opposite of a tiefling. So instead Whoa. of like, uh, not nefarious, but like underworld connections, now you have like upper world connections. Interesting, which is fun. That's that's pretty dope. Their main like shtick is like they can manifest spectral wings. And they can just fly around and do crazy shit. <laughs> nice. I'd be one. I'd be one. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> Hell yeah! I don't have to cast fly on myself to cruise around. They have now made more things related to your background as well and choosing like feats and traits and stuff like that uh, opposed to your race. They don't want your race being like encompassing who you are, but more so your background. Oh. So it kind of gives you more freedom of choosing things that's not so much restricted to I'm a dwarf, so I can only do dwarven things. No, like you're a dwarf, but your background is like, something crazy and it's like that is what makes you not your race what about like your physical tra- like your actual physical traits like elves, elves having n- like dark vision Would some that of be different some yeah. of those are still related they took out a lot okay and they put it all like the all the components are still there but they put most of them in your background choosing what you want instead of being like your race is this this is what you're proficient in that's it okay so you can kind of customize your character a lot more. Right, a lot more. And I think this is a good change that they did because, again, it is not saying that your race is, you know, it's eliminating, who you are. It's eliminating stereotypes is exactly. what it's doing. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's getting rid of those, those stigmas that, even though it's a fantasy world, mm-hmm. of this whole idea that your race doesn't define you kind exactly. of deal. Which I think is pretty cool. It's a great idea. It's a great practice, I think. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, in, in, I heard this. I don't know if this is correct or not. Is this the last time that they're going to be branding like a, an like an edition? Like it's D and D one D and D, right? Is that what it's called? I one D and D. So that's going to be all encompassing for like the next generation. I feel like that is something that is. Like they can't say that like they were never updating ever mm-hmm. again. Like that's not, I mean, I guess one D and D just might be like, they'll just continue to add to it, but right. there won't be like another addition, which is right. huge overhaul. Like, a, which like is this, good. Is, this is a rebrand essentially is mm-hmm. what this is. This yeah. is a reband brand of D and D because if for the longest time it has been extremely exclusive and now and I think we're going to talk about this uh, in a later episode, but like Stranger Things has definitely caused the rise of D&D 
Yeah, it's definitely super popular because of that too. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean, and, the, and just the rise in like fantasy television too. You have you know the Lord of the Rings with the Rings of Power coming out, yeah. and then the you Witcher, have the Witcher, and um, Game There's, of Thrones. Right. There's a lot of a, a lot of fantasy is is up and running, mm-hmm. and the real world sucks. So why not try <laughs> and pretend to be somebody else yep. for a couple hours with your friends for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was there's one of the first things that people noticed was because D&D like the earlier editions especially that you guys were just talking about because it's been under increased scrutiny over the course of 5e that they are viewing aspects now differently, which I think is really cool. And more importantly, you know how feats were optional? You could either choose So when you guys level up, and this is for everyone listening, when you guys level up, there are certain levels where you can either choose to increase your ability scores or you can gain a feat, which is like a special power, if you will. Always go with the ability score. <laughs> That's what I usually do. <laughs> which oh, is usually what no. I do, too. Feet. Hell no. Feet, feet, feet. But, Every time. But now, you don't have to choose. You can have both. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> because now they're tying in it to levels. Oh. So instead of like you can choose either this or that, now you gain feats with levels. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you start like level one. And you can choose from a pool of level one feats. And then when you get to level four, then you can choose from like level four Now, feats. are these class-based? I think it, I don't They probably know have to be, that. right? I would assume feats, they'd yeah. be class-based, right? Yeah, they'd have to be. There's only so much like Well, you because like when you think about it, like to, like going back to like what we talked about, like where like your race doesn't define you, but like what choosing you, a class, like that is. Like a ranger. Your character yeah. chose that path to go down i think it'd be like nowadays feats where you can choose what you want but you can choose based off of how you want to play if that makes sense yeah okay dude so you can do whatever you want i had to build a character this is uh pertaining to that one shot i played the other night i had to build a character and i was just like fuck it i'll be like a wizard again because i know what i'm doing with that sure and for some reason i chose the grappler feet i was like i'll just grapple someone. i get advantage if i grapple them my strength is minus two i was like this might be fun I just fucking grapple someone. you're a wizard, wizard. A wizard grappling just a long people. fucking elven wizard here. just gonna get over here throw him to the ground so it says each With minus two strength yeah it was yeah i was like oh, hey, you play cool. how you want this might be cool yeah so it says each character starts with one feat as part of their background. So kind of how you were saying. Mm-hmm. And humans getting an additional feat. So humans now yeah. get. An- so once again, anybody who says that playing humans is boring, humans are great. Humans indeed. are good tactically. Yes. <laughs> They're good fighters for sure, right? They're good. Well, I mean, humans are very good for anything, basically, especially now that it's not tied to race for your traits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, this is releasing in 2024, correct? Jeez. Yes. And they say like through the years and or through the time, they're going to keep releasing like little bits more. Of what's going to come? Yes. Okay. Kind of more rules and more tweaks and changes. I'm looking. If you go to D&B, D&D Beyond right now, you can like B&D? go to the B&D. B&D. <laughs> B&D. Don't B&D. go to B&D.com. <laughs> I don't know if I know what that is. Uh, you can start playtesting it too. Like mm-hmm. they've got some shit kind of already. Oh, cool! They put got together. like a they got like a beta out. Yeah, kind of. And to go off of what we're talking about with races and backgrounds and stuff, um, bad news for you, Johnny. <laughs> half elves and half orcs are no longer their own races. <gasps> what? Interesting. So you could be could you could you be a whole orc then? <laughs> 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 is that an option? I want to be a whole Because you can be a whole orc. <laughs> that's how you introduce well, yourself in released, the tavern. They released a whole brand new 
like playable. That's true. Su- basically anything that was in the monster manual uh, like a year ago, they were like, oh, like you want to be a tabaxi? Great. Like yeah. now you can be a tabaxi. I'm going to play an owlbear on our next campaign. Hey, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I think that's too why a lot of people say we are currently in sixth edition because yeah. most people, they have the base rules, which we use for D&D, but they have elaborated on it and made house rules, which arguably a lot of people's own house rules are better for sure than and, what is in the role. And, and people tend to adapt popular D and D game, like critical role and like, um, like Nad pod, they tend to adapt their like homebrew shit, mm-hmm. like their rules that they play by tend to, I bet you are getting played way more than anything that's written down in, in a manual. Well, when you think of like high media content like that, that's where people are getting exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So people are going to like, I know a lot of people who said that they have started playing D&D because they watched Critical Role and then quit because that they they couldn't play like them. Yeah. And I was like that is no, That's you're no pretty, you're not going to play like them. No. And I and I've even done it myself comparing myself to Matt Mercer, which I'm like he's a professional voice actor <laughs> like yeah. and this is his full-time job. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to cuz the, the fact that he has NPCs ready to go in like clever NPCs, not like my name's Jim. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, it's Jim. Yeah. It's me, Jim. Sable Sam. So, Sable Sam. Sable Sam. So Snoozy I think Sam. that's, I think, I think having the, the one D&D coming out gives it way more playability for the average person. Hmm? Um, however, I do think it now is way more cumbersome. I think it is a lot more content that you have to sift through. Sure. Yeah. That's what kind of threw me through loop when I was first starting. Like trying to build a character and being like, oh. okay, what is and this? building it the old fashioned way, like oh paper and pencil. God, like, about oh my it. gosh, I will never go back to paper and pencil. There's I know no some sh- people are diehards. I like, kind of like it. There's no my my brother in law, my brother John, my brother in law is the same way. He does everything paper and pencil, and I'm like, there I is no cannot. Chance. No, I and think then, it's just the left brain versus the right brain. I would go so far and I would like get on Reddit forums and be like, what's the best way to play the wizard? Jesus like, Christ. Dump it into wisdom. Dump all your ability <laughs> into fucking uh, dexterity and wisdom. And I was like, okay. Technically, it should be intelligence, intelligence. if you're playing uh, wizard. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not wisdom. It's intelligence, right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. No, play how you want to, man. <laughs> but the reason they are getting rid of half elves and half orcs are also very important because aside from the oddity of only including hybrid races for two species... Many are uncomfortable with the half-orc's history of having serious sexual assault as the default mm. assumption of their origins. Damn. Interesting. Which you don't think about, but I guess this is now shining light on that. So like, great. What's... But with that being said, you can now choose, like, and I think this should be apparent anyhow. You, I think you can always choose your parents. Yeah. Right, you could like, be a half-dwarf for sure. That's what I was yeah. just going to ask. What's the other half? That's the that's the most interesting part, I think, of that. The half-tiefling. Right. Could, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can be I mean, that can be anything. Again, I think that you should be able to customize your character however you want. Just because you are, you know, a dwarf doesn't necessarily mean that both your parents need to be dwarves. Yeah. Maybe you just are like, I'm mostly dwarf. Half orc, half dragonborn. Yeah. That's what my, my other parents are giants. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be so tough. <laughs> That'd be fucking badass. You have iron skin yeah. as one of your feats. I feel like you'd be very gassy. That would be gassy. Yeah. Lots of fire and weird shit going on. <laughs> Um, there is a rework with um, Unarmed Strike, which you will find fun, oh, Casey. Please. Uh, it's a weird rule. I don't know how I feel about it. So when you do an Unarmed Strike, you can you get the two damage, but now additionally, 
you can either knock your enemy prone or you can push them back for like five feet. Ooh, like a shove. Or grapple them. Ooh. Shove has always been an option, especially if you're playing if you're playing like with grids. Okay. Shove has always been an option. I think it was I think it was always a strength check though, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That makes sense. Um so now instead of just raw damage, you get additional options of what you want to do after that unarmed strike. Which so when I hit Rivik, I can decide if I want to knock him on his ass That's or not. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Or just I mean, throw but like, me can't, off I was the gonna... fucking mountainside. <laughs> but again, doesn't that kind of fall into like the rule of cool of like mm. it's up to the DM? Yeah, I agree. I think this should be. I think this is bad, personally. <laughs> I do. It's bad. I think it's an unnecessary rule <laughs> because the option of just basically for free if you roll high enough to always knock an enemy prone can be super taken oh, advantage of. Yeah. Especially like someone like I almost said you, Casey, but Amira. I mean, me too. Who has strong like strength? Like mm. you will, you will hit most of your attacks, and to always have someone like be prone, 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 That'd like be that'll s- be taken advantage That'd of by suck. people who who know their shit. You yeah, know that'd what I suck mean? for your little minions. <laughs> like if you're DMing and like yeah, all your like minions. Your li- like your little kobolds <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like they get knocked over every fucking time. They're not going to stand a chance. That's what I'm saying. So I do feel like unarmed. Or a CR5 fire demon. Oh, or like a CR5. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to grapple know. the CR5 fire demon. <laughs> <You> can, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I feel like, I feel like unarmed strike does need something more than what it is. Because it's just two. Like, mostly, it's just two. I think, yeah, yours is nothing. Mine is zero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I, I wouldn't so even I guess, bother. So, I guess that brings good options for those that don't have a strength That's feat. what I was going to ask. Like, like, where it's like, where okay. Where would that put me? Like, you're not going to do any damage, but you can knock him on his ass. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was weaponless and didn't have my spellbook or some bullshit. Or but you could e- shove him away. But even yeah. if you do zero, like, how is that knocking him on his ass? You know what I mean? I feel like if you roll, I can knock you over and not hurt you. How fucking dare you? No, oh you my can. god, I'm sturdy. Do it. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> I got a base for days. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you roll high enough, then you can like it's like one of the DC checks, right? Like if you roll 15 or above, maybe knock him prone, maybe knock him unconscious. Yeah. But if you roll like five or below, maybe you like sprain a knuckle or something. Ooh, you know what I mean? You hurt yourself. But again, that's where you can start to bring into those house rules, yeah. you know, and and play and. Most people, I don't think this is going to change how most people play their game. I don't think it's certainly going to change how we play. No, it won't. I feel like we've been playing that. Like Mike is like, oh, I'm definitely in. <laughs> oh my god, he's new like, rules. he buys us all the rule book for D- <laughs> one D and D. That's what we're getting Study for Christmas. Oh my guys. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking quit. <laughs> With that being said, there is a feat called Tavern Brawler, which I thought of you immediately, Casey. Yeah, this is new. It says that's um, new. Are you sure? I don't know. It's in it's in this. Okay. So okay. I've never heard of it. I swear I've heard of it. So uh, custom. if it's not new, I apologize. But it's what's on here. It's listed. I'm going to go through it real quick. So uh, an enhanced unarmed strike. When you hit with your unarmed strike and deal damage, you deal bludgeoning damage equal to 1d4 plus your Ooh. strength modifier. Oh, damn. That's so pretty it's a lot. Awesome. <laughs> Whenever you roll damage for your unarmed strike, you can re-roll the die if it lands on a one. Anybody? If you if you do Ooh. it, if you if this is your feat, this is a continued feat. This is long. Usually, feats are not this long. Is that only when longer. you're trying to with an unarmed strike? Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. 
Um, shove. When you hit a creature with your unarmed strike as part of the action, you can deal damage and push. And then furniture as weapon is the last thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can wield furniture as weapon using the rules of the great club for small or medium furniture. And the oh rules my for God. Okay, so tiny. that essentially is just giving you, because normally the DM just kind of has to scramble for an imp- right. improvised weapon. Mm-hmm. I so like that kind of gives you like a groundwork. Okay, like you're picking up a chair. Like that's a, a club. That's going to be club stool. stats. Here it comes. Or you're going to pick up a table <laughs> yeah. because you're an orc. Like, all yeah. right, that's going to be a, what was the, what was a large like a scrolled away hold oh, on oh sorry what did you okay. say the one was the Gr- a great club for small or medium nice. furniture and the rules of the club for tiny furniture like a pool and cue or something yeah, yeah. i would go or even further leg. if yeah. you if you get real beefy i would say you can grab something large and use something even more so grab a person oh my god <laughs> there grab we a go. person Holy but then shit. that person would take damage oh that's okay but maybe you get to roll double damage what was their purpose apparently in the in the campaign right that's, that's <laughs> what their is for <laughs> Another feat that I found was magic initiative, mm. or in it, I N I T I A T E. Right, magic initiate. initiate, initiate. Thank you, or initiate. I don't know. Which don't you know. get to learn two cantrips of your choice from the spell list, and you get to choose one first level spell, and you always have that spell prepared. Oh, that's dope. More dope. You can cast it once without a spell slot. <gasps> Mm-hmm. It's a first level spell? It's a first level spell you can choose. Oh damn. That's mm-hmm. dangerous. So, so does it take up a spell slot if it's always or not a spell slot, but like just a, a slot like a prepared? A, no, because it's always prepared. Okay. So it's one of those like oh, it's one of those. It's gotcha, pretty much gotcha, like gotcha. a cantrip then. You get a first I literally spell. only played a magic user like twice. <laughs> <laughs> so you get like a first spell as a gimme. Yeah. Like a basically. first level spell. Well you'd still have and to you can, succeed, but Right, right. Yeah. But you can just use it at will. No matter how many spell slots, like a cantrip, pretty much. Basically, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> Calm down there, over I'm there, buddy. I'm pretty sure I could do that with magic missile. I think that's a first level spell. Shut the fuck up. Ooh. Um, <laughs> magic missile. Magic missile. Uh, something else that I thought was really cool is that uh, language pretty much has uh, remained unchanged. However, an official language is now sign language. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. It would be. It would be hard to do over radio like we do, but like in person, like sign language would be really interesting. It wouldn't be hard. That... It would be fucking impossible to do over radio. Uh, sorry. <laughs> well, you you could have video. Shut up. <laughs> that opens sorry. it up. That opens it up to a lot of different players. Sure. That opens it up to a Definitely. whole new level of uh, of people who might not have been comfortable playing, but now that they can actually see themselves in the actual game. Right. And inc- that's cool. And incorporating their own language into there is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a way more inclusive, which I think is important. Yes. However, and you, I don't know. It seems a bit more, like you said, intimidating. Dude, Gary Gygax is just rolling in his grave. Oh, he right is now. absolutely <laughs> rolling in his grave. He's no, no, like, no, not so much intimidating. <laughs> people now. Not intimidating in terms of inclusiveness, uh, but intimidating for yeah. New I know players, what because yeah. there's a lot to learn, which I think is important because people should never lesson of the day. Everyone listening, you should never only be comfortable. You should always challenge yourself and be in situations that are challenging. You need to learn new things. And the way that this is doing, I think it would be great if you had like Casey, for example, no sign language. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome for her to play a character, use like IRL sign language, and then we as co-players have to like figure that out we have to learn Mm -hmm. it'd be taxing for you as a player (laughs) but it'd be really cool as a group dynamic to be like and also 
instead of table talk, like you're in a villain's lair and he's like, mm, oh, you'll yeah. never beat me. And instead of like saying a plan out loud, which that villain can hear, if they don't oh, know yeah. sign language, you can sign like plans mm-hmm. and you can, it's very tactical. It's a whole new stealth level. Exactly. For like communication. And I think that's really cool. Like things like that, which you don't, you wouldn't think about playing is now incorporated in the rules. And I think that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting that they did that. That's pretty That's pretty dope. Now, I want to talk, and we're going to finish up on this for the last of the new rules for 1 D&D. I want to talk about the most controversial oh, rule. Geez. Oh, he shut his laptop. I shut my laptop because that was the last thing I had written he didn't, he, didn't want, he didn't want his laptop to hear this. <laughs> Nat 20s always succeed. Okay. Nat 1s always fail. Well, well. Isn't, how is that different than what it is right now? For example, like if a wizard, if Rivik hat was in jail and there's steel bars and he's like, I want to bend the bars yeah. and he rolls a nat 20, he would immediately, like succeed, according to these rules, right. you, you would succeed in bending the bars. Like I want to kill this person with my middle finger. Yes. And I go to stab them or in like, the throat with my finger. Or I want to I want to <laughs> like chop off the dragon's head yeah. and then you roll a nat 20 it's like... Ching. You just get like these super fantastic. Okay. I think it's possible to succeed without succeeding. Does that make sense? No, but I don't see the way I read that. Sure. As I read that as not as attack rolls. I think attack rolls should still be just doubled. But like skill checks. Yes. But again, I think it also could be. I mean, the DM's guide says it, or, and the player's manual says it right there. Like, the DM is always right. So you can say, fuck off. Well, the, yeah. it says specifically that with, like, hits and stuff, like combat, yeah, nat 20s always hit unless it's something absolutely wild. But it never says, like, ability checks, for example, it's always successful. Because there are DCs of, like, 30. So right. you can hit a nat 20 and you can Still be like, not, not, what's your modifier? Right. Right. We had that happen in one of our episodes. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't have happened regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important too, because that really hurts the plot. For example, if uh, if Rivik was like, I want to remember my past oh, or I want to know what happened. Oh, I want to oh, make oh, a, oh. an intelligence check. Yeah. And he rolls a nat 20. What do you do? Yeah. Mm. And you can be clever as a DM. You can be like, oh, you know, the fog's lifting a little. You see flashes of red, a woman in heels, and uh, a a rabbit scurrying away. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I feel like always succeeding or always failing, for example, is unhealthy. Oh, Myra would have died a hundred times. Yeah. And that's one of the things. (laughs) I think it's situational (laughs) because when you are running towards a fire and you roll in that one, you're going to fall in that fire. Mm. But if you're watching a guy fish and you roll in that one, oh, yeah. it's not going to be nearly to that degree of danger. Right. Yeah, it's just all situational. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so that I, makes sense. I hate the idea of, and also it's like, I want to watch this per- person fish and you roll in that one. Oh, you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. You can't. Sorry. You don't yeah. see anybody fishing. There's nobody fishing there. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> You've never yeah. known. What fisherman? What is, what is fishing? <laughs> Oh All memories God. of fishing just fade away <laughs> to oblivion. Oh, no. See, I think that that rule is too vague or just vague enough. I, I think that's too vague. I think it's too unvague. I think it's too like 
lock and steel like yeah it's too black and white because because people if you have different tables where you're not always playing and you haven't been friends for 10 plus years this is going to be very wedging for some tables because if you have a player that's like i want to have I want to make a baby with a dragon. Oh, shit. I didn't think about it. You're and going they, down a different I am. route here. Going down the bard route. Jeez. I am. I'm going towards a chaotic route, which I can see this being the problem. It's like you roll in that 20. Okay, you have sex with a dragon and you produce an heir. Oh, my God. You now carry around <laughs> an egg. And if your DM's like, well, no, like just having sex with a dragon won't produce a child, they're like, but I rolled in that 20. And the rule book I says a kid. it succeeds. See, but yeah. nobody wants those people at their table anyway. So, But well, I feel like for first-time DMs, it might be a problem. Mm-hmm. It For people that play and have some sense of like storytelling, justice, justice <laughs> maybe. like That feel like burning down their structure, entire town. Yeah. Sure, but that's... That's what I'm saying. It's intimidating for new yeah. players. Yeah. Because if you're a new DM and you're told this rule, that's th- like lock and ca- steel. Right. Well, lock and, and that, cage? Well, Something. Lock, stock, and barrel. Well, yeah. the, and that's why a session zero is so important mm-hmm. for a game is is to realize where your DM as is like and what his or her feeling on what they're planning on enforcing and what they're not planning like yes we are going to use components for magic spells or no we're not going to sure as well as letting your players figuring out what your players want in the game Mm -hmm. if they want more rule-based and rule-based games then that's what you need to do at the table because the whole point is making sure that everybody has fun and if the dm doesn't fit that you're going to need to figure something else out whereas like ours is definitely more story-based so if that wouldn't we all wouldn't want that with the story because that's not how our table works. Right, exactly. It's not. Didn't as you like burn down a fucking town? <laughs> that was fun. You though. burned down a town. But see, here, here's the thing too. That's my point as well. We are good friends. Yeah. We've known each other. <laughs> <laughs> Shrug. We've like, known. Speak for yourself. Shrug. We've, we've known each other for almost twenty years. It's fine. We've known each other for a long time. We're good friends. We love playing this game. There are still like there's arguments. There are differences of opinions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Is it mainly between you and your wife? Oh, yeah. Perchance, mostly (laughs) my wife and myself. But I mean... Well, I yell at you too. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. But I mean, with new players, a lot of people new coming in, and it's going to be hard for them to start. And that's where I think D&D Beyond is going to come into play, though, because I think D&D Beyond is incredibly Mm user-friendly. Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to sift through st- so many different things. Like once you choose a race, it already kind of narrows it down for you. It makes that sound effect too when it you choose a race. Fuck yeah, she that sound effect. I'll be able to retire. <laughs> um, and then you narrow it down to the class and then it, get e- it gets even easier. And mm-hmm. if you have a somewhat seasoned player with you it makes it way easier oh, as well sure. like okay if you're choosing a wizard you need to stat dump here yeah here's your and here's as well route. as i mean that's something that you decide in session zero two is you roll your stats and decide are you doing point by are you doing standard array are you doing random like Ooh. how are you do how are you doing this mm-hmm. um or i've i've played in uh my brother-in-law's my brother-in-law's brother-in-law, um, he plays it where he, uh, he you roll the dice and then and get your stats and then he chooses where they go Ooh, as the DM. That's kind of cool. Um, I, I would I would do that if I didn't tell him what what class I was. I would do that if it was like an experienced player. 
I feel like your own customization is important. But sometimes players like that, like a random role. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so I yeah. can understand both ways. That's pretty cool. Is it cool? That, I've never heard of that. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. We're going to do that then. Fuck. I'm going to give know. you all well, one. Yeah, I just won't tell you what I am. <laughs> but no, no, no. Like you, you roll still it. roll. Yeah. You yeah. still roll. And then he just decides where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, I think this is just opening up a lot and making it and and making it more homebrew esque. Sure. With rules a little bit more. I don't think this is like I said, I don't think this is gonna change how most people play. Mm-hmm. And again, that I am a big proponent of session zero. I think that that's super important. Never, ever, ever skip session zero. You need to find out what your players are cool with yeah. and what your DM <laughs> is cool with. Um, not burning the, down towns. Dude, I'm, speaking, I'm against speaking, burning down towns. The last one shot I played again. God, I talk so much. It was stupid. But uh, <laughs> fucking, he's like the one rule that I have for the night. And I thought this was hilarious. I was like, oh boy, here we go. He's like, no torture. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> that's probably a good. He's like, no torture. Other than that, let's just have fun. And I was like, hell yeah. You know, you'd be surprised how much torture ends up in uh, campaigns. Oh, we've definitely done it. Yeah, we probably remember the have. little goblin. Oh, the yeah, little goblin. We, we oh, that poor fucking little goblin. <laughs> we do it to evil to people that deserve it, though. <laughs> he deserved it. Yeah. Okay. Play God, there, buddy. Uh, I slept good that <laughs> night. I don't care. Um, one last thing, and we'll we'll quickly wrap up here. Uh, the last thing they changed was inspiration. And can I, you explain that to people that don't know what inspiration? is? I can, because you know what, I didn't know what inspiration was until today. Can I, I guess? It, I think it, it. Don't you just have advantage on like something that you want after it, you get a gain like a point? Is of that is that different from what Poppy does? Yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> See, yeah, guys? I do notice because like on D and D Beyond, it has that little sunshine <laughs> thing. For inspiration. And, yeah, yeah, but what is that? So I, ins- I guess. Inspiration Shoot, I'm a little is, upset with myself yeah. that I don't know what like that is. Like your DM can deem that you've gained inspiration on something, correct? Yeah. So when you, yes. So yeah. say so Poppy would have been a perfect example when she did the seagull thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. She would have gained inspiration. So inspiration you have when you get it and you get uh, an extra D20 to roll. That's basically it. It's you just can, advantage on one yeah, roll, yeah, right? Yeah, you can choose when to roll with advantage. Um, They've changed it now slightly to the main way a character gains inspiration is by rolling a 20 for a d20 test. So if you get a nat 20, boom, you get a point of inspiration. Oh, that's kind of cool. The DM can still... And you can bank that? Like, I could... No, you oh. can only have one at a time. No, 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 not bank it. I, yeah. I, I mean, like, I can just hold it in my back pocket and use it whenever... whenever. I, you can roll for roll with advantage whenever you want, right? For one, If you like still once. have inspiration when you start a long rest, you lose it. Oh, that sucks. While you can never have more than one inspiration, if something gives you inspiration and you already have it, you can give inspiration to another player. Whoa, that's cool. That's with the new rules? That's with the new rules. I believe mm-hmm. the old rules, it was just like you gain inspiration from a DM, like, okay. it. it's like, ah, yeah. oh, Johnny, I, that's I, cool. I love you. Here's a, here's <laughs> a point of inspiration. <laughs> I'd be using it before that long rest. I'd be doing it on some dumb shit. Like, I want to hear what this ant's saying. Well, I fall asleep like, and I like oh, roll I really for need advantage. food for the queen. <laughs> oh, I gotta get food. Never mind. I didn't even want to hear Ooh, what the answer. <laughs> that guy looks pretty. Oh, no. And it's like a genie wish where like you <laughs> yeah. didn't specify that it is oh, going to stop. And it's just forever. Forever you and ever. Oh, that Jesus one Christ, ant follows me around. <laughs> no, you just always hey. hear them no matter where they're hey, at. Kill him. <laughs> kill that fucking spider. <laughs> like oh, I'm going crazy. Um, I will probably be implementing that rule because i didn't even know it's i other than bardic inspiration i didn't know what it was yeah so, yeah. yeah i guess that is a totally different thing bardic it's a fun inspiration thing. yeah i like okay. re- and it's a good like reward system for people who like think outside of the box like a poppy throwing this the chips or 
it's like that or playing true to their character is like yeah. a good way to like yeah. yeah it's like a little tip of the hat right to your players when i first played my first role-playing game which was numenera it was similar to where the dm would reward you with experience oh so it's like hey you really played well tonight through your character so you get you know another token of experience okay so it was very like it was important yeah yeah it, it was you uh, always bring your dm snacks and oh be like, why you look so pretty today he's really buttered i always bring you cookies I you do get inspiration you know every what? single yeah, time you get every day i bring some sort of sweet we call you the margin man because you're always buttered dude huh. I like that. <laughs> that's got, that's gonna be my new Instagram handle, <laughs> Margin Man. Margin. <laughs> but guys, I think that's where we're gonna end uh, today's episode. I'm sorry it wasn't an episode. We'll get back to that hopefully next week. But we kind of wanted to dive into one D and D. It's something new. It's it's important, and we're excited to keep learning new rules, new changes, and seeing how they're gonna implement different things to the game that we love. And please don't let this like intimidate you if you just listen to D&D and you're like, I would love to play. And now they're bringing in a whole new level. They're not changing it so drastically where your veteran players are going to be trying to learn it with you. They already know what the basis of it. It's just like we talked about. It's making it more inclusive mm-hmm. and it's fixing some of the mechanics. They're adding a lot of digital components, which is definitely going to open it up to so many more people um, being able to play with people from around the world, which is really awesome. That's cool. And I think it's an encouraging more homebrew and allowing people to use their homebrew like easier yes. in campaigns while yes. following these I guess from what I understand but I'm just a guy yes. you're just a guy <laughs> so find a group of friends or some strangers on the internet and play D&D because make, make sure they're good strangers though don't yeah, yeah. again no. session zero yeah. is important no, dude, get on chat roulette right now and Stop. fire it up oh, if you guys want to play some D&D and just have dice ready to go go on Omega do like- yeah <laughs> What do you guys think about Gary Gagas? You just pull some dice out. (laughs) (laughs) You got a tattoo of him. (laughs) Hopefully next week we will be able to have uh, a new episode back out for you. But thank you so much for being with us. Um, It's been so much fun. It's been a little over a year now. And we are loving every single minute of it. And so happy you guys are with us. We're missing Mal tonight for sure. Yeah, definitely missing her. So... And yeah. you guys should email us too, because if we ever have more like uh, just kind of what would you call these? Not table talks, but I don't know. We'll name them later. But like side quests. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Well, for your quest. life, side quests. Side quest. Yeah. Uh, you should email us questions if you have any questions or very or like funny comments or, or stories. topics you want us to talk about. Like one D and D was a whole episode here, so yeah. we can roll for pot at gmail dot com. Do that, and oh. uh, maybe we can answer some questions further down the line if we ever need to have, make some more. Because I'm sure we're to have to record a few more of these just to have it like you know backed up just in, in our back pocket in case you're used to being backed up oh yeah i'm always backed up good <laughs> god <laughs> you see not oh jesus i thought you were talking about oh, god i guess that too sometimes legit <laughs> anyways all right guys we're gonna sign off for the night but until next time may your 20s come naturally and may ones plague your enemies and hopefully your beers don't taste oh my god skunked oh my god they were so bad <laughs> We'll see you guys in episode 50. Quick.
prayer to your dice, you might make it out alive. Roll for your life. Roll for strength. Roll for insight. And rolling low and rolling high. Who knows if we'll be alright? Roll for your life. Take a page from a wizard's book. Tap dance with the barn, hey look, there's a fighter deep inside her. Watch your back on the road for spiders. Roll for your life. Grab a drink at a tavern near. Catch word that there's dragons here causing havoc to this planet. Don your great sword and use your magic. For your life, roll for your life.